Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Laces Out podcast which is our NFL podcast. Been a little bit light on the old guest recently but not this week. No, 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 we have a guest. Guest season long predictions and guest predictions coming in hot. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, drop in the reviews you want to drop, and if you know somebody who enjoys the NFL, send them this podcast. They might enjoy this just as much. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Indeed it is. Paul. Take take it away. Well, thank you very much, Andrew. Yes, uh, well, welcome along, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, your weekly instalment of news from around the National Football League. Um, for, the, for those of you joining us on the YouTube, you will notice a third member is in the slot. For the first time in what feels like ten seasons, something like that. It's, it's been it's been uh, it's been been slow sledding for the first uh, for the first couple of weeks of the season. But yes, uh, welcome along, our guest for this week, Mr. James Forrester Gray. How are you, sir? I'm very well, man. Uh, how are you? Very, very well, very well. Uh, the uh, the NFL season is uh, just wild shall we say um unpredictable i mean we should have we should have known that we were up uh, up for some some crazy shenanigans when we when we saw what what was going on in the off season with all the trades and the free agency moves and things like that and then it's just continued where the off season left off really hasn't it so we could always we could always talk about you know undefeated teams Teams that are five and one—that's an interesting category. Four and two is a bit. They've got some character as well. It—it's—it's it's just the weirdest play. It's—it's it's all just a whole mess of nonsense and intrigue. Is probably the best way to put it. We'll get to that though. We'll get to uh, how things went down last week. But before we get to that, we'll start. With uh, something we've not been able to do for the last couple of weeks, as we said, we've not had a guest proper for a number of weeks now. So, as it is James's first uh, first time on the podcast this season, I will ask him what he believes the Super Bowl matchup at the end of the season may indeed be. I mean, the, yeah, the obvious one is Jets versus Giants. Clearly, of course, but it's based, the, based on current form. It's the Super Bowl everyone wants to see. Of course, it's, the, it is, uh, it's the Super Bowl that New York would be pulling for, and it'll be interesting to see if that did in fact become the Super Bowl. If they just said, "Ah, balls to it," we'll just have it in MetLife Stadium. I mean, they might as well at this point. But exactly. it's as close as Arizona are going to get to the Super Bowl for a, for a few years. So, yeah, this year they might as well have that there. Yeah. Um, probably the obvious one, but I'm thinking Bills and toss up between. Yeah, and actually, I think Bills Eagles. I know it seems like the the obvious one, but with six weeks in, they do look like the two strongest teams. So, for those of you who have not tuned into the podcast in the first couple of weeks of the season, so far we have asked five people to give their end of season Super Bowl prediction, and five out of five have said the AFC representative will be the Buffalo Bills. I, I personally love it because it's the, when everyone's like, I mean, I think it's the Bills, and then there's just that pause, and then yes, because Andrew, the NFC the is up. basically yeah. a dumpster fire, and then and then the team that will be losing to the Bills this season. <laughs> no one, no one knows what's going on with the NFC. Like like James just said, there you've got the Eagles that are um, that are actually half decent, and outside of that. The Giants are okay, but they're not going to get to the Super Bowl. So the Cowboys are, let's be honest, the Dallas Cowboys. So they'll find a way to 
cowboy that shit right up. I wonder if they were. I wonder if there's like a positional change that they could make the that would really ruin their chances of ever seeing a playoff game, let alone a Super Bowl. Now, Andrew, we'll get to we'll get to this. Anyone? We'll get to that no. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a moment's time. But just 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 hold on. So, just to clarify, James's pick was the Bills versus the Eagles. So, like I said, all five of us have picked the Bills so far. I went with the Rams, which is now looking like an incredibly terrible pick. The Rams are awful. Unless they get Christian McCaffrey. Unless they trade for Christian McCaffrey, which is a very real possibility at this point, as I believe the Panthers have been shopping him round. So, we'll see. The other three people have gone for Bill's Buccaneers. You know, on a, you know, on a Sunday where you where you're listening to the commentary and somebody gets like picked off and they they use the phrase, "He'd like that one back." <laughs> That's how I feel about my Super Bowl pick. Oh yeah, because I'm just sat here with looking looking real pretty with Bills Rams on the docket. It's a long season. Anyway, guys. James, of of a Bills Eagles Super Bowl, who do you have to win? Said you. I mean, Bills and Super Bowls, a bit of a funny sort of mixture, aren't they? But So, you know what? Chuck, chuck me down for the Eagles, being the contrarian pick. So This is amazing. I love this pick. This is just brilliant. Strangely enough, if the, so if the Bills do get to the Super Bowl, and it is against the Philadelphia Eagles and they lose, not only will they have lost five Super Bowls, They'll have lost Super Bowls against every single member of the NFC East. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the headlines which, write which themselves. Which is absolutely incredible if it comes off. <laughs> um, and if the Philadelphia Eagles do indeed win the Super Bowl, who would be your MVP pick? Ooh. It's going to have to be Jalen Hurts, isn't it? It's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They they seem a rounded team. They like they're, there's not that superstar single player, is there? No, I was going to say. I mean, it's, it's weird because obviously he's he's not exactly famous for his arm. He's more he's of a, doing... a mobile quarterback, but he's obviously getting it done with both phases of the ball. Really. So he certainly improved a lot, hasn't he, with the uh, throwing? Yeah. Massively, massively. So he's he's definitely. Pushed himself into the into the question as is he a, is he an elite level quarterback and obviously if he leads his team to a Super Bowl then he's bit, he's answered part of that question at the very least. Um, in so, fairness, last time Nick Foles took them to a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, I mean that's that's true. Um, yeah, good point. With Wentz for, Wentz for the first half of the season. Yeah, yeah, but uh, again with Wentz that was strange because obviously he was on like an MVP level sort of tear and then. His knee just imploded, basically. Um, so that's your Super Bowl pick. Outside Ooh. of the Super Bowl pick, who is your choice for who you think might be the regular season MVP for the league? Ooh, that's a trickier one. Um, I should have had a thought about think about this one. Yeah, most of your biggie QBs aren't exactly blowing people away. Um See who's reckon. I Saquon's been amazing. It's probably just going to be Josh Allen, though, isn't it? Because he's the only QB that's just tearing things up. So, strangely enough, out of five picks, that is the first person to pick Josh Allen. Now, the reason I didn't pick Josh Allen is because I have him to be the Super Bowl MVP. And I believe the uh, the old curse. Of uh, a regular season MVP, never having going on to lift the, to lift the uh, the Lombardi Trophy, I didn't want to didn't want to jinx my boy. So I, I went for Patrick Mahomes as my choice for the regular season MVP. Obviously, he was doing fairly well, and then obviously came up against the uh, the juggernaut that is the Bills um, against uh, this weekend. Obviously, no spoilers for the results that we'll get to in a moment. But um, so there was two picks myself and Rob Rob Patrick Mahomes obviously you just picked Josh Allen Andy went for Aaron Rodgers to three Pete it's not, it's not looking great at the minute. 
Not looking great at the um, minute. At the minute, yeah, I was going to say that that can change. But hey, at <laughs> least he, at least he didn't lose to the. We'll get on to that. Uh, and Stu's pick was for Justin Herbert, who probably needs to step it up a gear to get in the in in the. Uh, in the mix, shall we say? It is needs that big game like uh, that. What's his name? Burrow had last week. It needs that yeah, sort of needs like game. a needs a three or four touchdown, three fifty at least yard game, sort of to put himself back amongst the uh, the big names. Well, thank you very much. So that is your regular regular season MVP, NFL season long picks. So. We will move to week six's picks from the podcast side of things. So, last week, unfortunately, our guest was unable to join us at the uh, at the last moment. So, um, everyone's favourite side bet picker, Miss Amy Brinton, stepped into the breach and gave us some delightful picks across the board. So, myself, Andy, and Amy in the guest slot had fourteen games to choose from. Incredibly, in a three-way tie with seven out of 14 picks correct, there is no winner, but also technically no loser in this week's predictions. Um, some some really, really strange one sort of one person picking a team where the other two people picked against that team, kind of swayed it this week. Obviously, I had a good start by picking the Commanders to beat the Bears. Um, Amy got her first point on the board with the Patriots beating the Browns. Um, Mr. Cook didn't get a pick correct until the fifth game where he had the Colts beating the Jaguars. Um, So, yeah, all that basically meant that, like I say, 50-50, Seven correct, seven incorrect across the board for each one of us. Seven points on the board. Like I said before, can't really split a third of a point because it's starting to get it's starting to get messy on the points. So I've just given every person a half a point, which means that for the overall scores of the season, the guest has one and a half points. Mr. Cook has moved himself onto two points. I'm still in the lead with three and a half points through six weeks that just leaves us with the uh, the small side the small uh, the small matter of the side bet that me and Andy have got going on for the remainder of the season so after week five uh, Andy had managed to get 10 out of 20 picks correct I had managed to get 14 out of 20 picks correct so Andrew rolled the dice and moved straight into week six with the Chargers to beat the Broncos. That's a big point right there. Followed it up by picking the Vikings. To beat the Dolphins. Two for two. He also had the Ravens. To beat the Jono. The Ravens did not beat the Giants. Ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately that is a big loss. In the column for Mr. Cook. It's alright though. Because he salvaged it at the end. With the absolute nailed on Buccaneers to be the Steelers. So, for those of you can't along at home, that is two correct, two incorrect for Mr. Cook, moving him on to 12 points out of a possible 24. A lovely 50 50%. average. 50%. Amazing. 50% average. Lovely. Amazing. I started off the season, started off the week hot with. The Los Angeles Rams to beat the Carolina Panthers. It's as safe as I was his pick that, ladies and gentlemen, across the board. I followed it up with the Cincinnati Bengals to take care of business against the New Orleans Saints. Two for two. Listen, everyone knows, in Wisconsin, it's cheese country. The Packers don't lose at home to the Jets, do they? Aaron Rodgers clearly hates me. He also, he, after after the last two weeks, he clearly also hates New York. Um, and, and rookies, apparently. And rookie quarterbacks, or, uh, you know, just, just rookies in general. Um, was it was it Kayvon Thibodeau that uh, was, uh, 
was involved in it. Oh no, that was against the Ravens. Sorry, that he uh, was involved in the uh, stri- uh, strip sack that uh, won the game for the Giants. Um, my final pick <sighs> was the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Annoyingly, the week before, I had picked the Panthers to beat the 49ers because, and I quote, the 49ers do this. They beat the teams that they're supposed to lose against, and they'll lose against teams that on paper are absolutely terrible. I was correct. I was just a week out. So I'm taking it as a moral victory, but sadly, for the side bet, I can't do that. So it is two points for myself, two points for Mr. Cook. No real change. He moves to 12 out of 24. I move to 16 out of 24. We will go again in week seven. But before we get to week seven... We have some stats about week six to round up. I believe, Mr. Cook. Yes, as I was saying to these two gentlemen, what's nice is uh, the stats split down completely evenly this week. Nobody gets the bigger share. Um, when we get a guest on, we do like to uh, get that guest to to earn their keep by you know reading words. So, uh, Mr. JFG has some stats for you as well as Mr. Williams, and uh, I will kick things off with the NFL Week 6 2022. Uh, Credit to Nate Davis of USA Today, but let's face it, the real credit goes to the stats mistress who put these together at quarter to six this evening. Number one, the Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who passed for 329 yards and three touchdowns on Sunday in their 24-20 win over the Kansas City Chiefs, including the game winner to tight end Doss Knox with 64 seconds to go, solidified his early standing in the MVP race on a day where Chiefs counterpart Patrick Mahomes through a pair of picks, including a comeback killer on Kansas City's final possession. Um, I'd just like to take the opportunity to thank Game Pass for blacking out that game after it had aired. Oh, I was going to say they don't really have a choice with the ones that are picked for Sky broadcast in the UK. So we sat down with tea in hand, ready to dive into some delicious football. Uh, Sorry, this game is blacked out. Well, at least it's not like £150 a year. Number two, the Cincinnati Bengals and star quarterback Burrow, 300 passing yards and three touchdowns, including a game-winning 60-yarder, Outlasted Dalton, their former quarterback, won, and the New Orleans Saints, 30-26. to Number three, the Philadelphia Eagles are still the league's lone, unbeaten squad following a Sunday night's win over the Dallas Cowboys. Rush's clunker of a game, three interceptions for Dallas on Sunday night, his first professional loss. As a starter. Um, I kind of wanted to go back and look at. Who the Eagles have played. Up till this point. And try and pick out the like. The the, the really good team. That they should have lost to. And and didn't. Um, Hey what. Hold that thought. So whilst I give you a, a fourth stat. Since rookie quarterback. Bailey Zapp. Took the field in week four, replacing quarterback two, Brian Hoyer. The Patriots have scored 88 points, including Sunday's 38-15 blowout in Cleveland. Prior to Zapp's ascendance, New England had managed just 53 points. Don't hurry back, Mac. I've heard all sorts of stuff this week about the Patriots. Um... It's, it's yeah. It's all it's all it's all going New England. Um, I believe it's over to you, Mr. Williams. Okay, I will dive into the stats once we have gone through the Eagles' six games. They Please opened do. the season 
away in Detroit, where I believe the game was settled by three points, maybe. It was it was closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be, but you wouldn't class the Lions as an elite team. Not in the slightest. In week two, they were on the MNF against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are all right, but at the end of the day, they're quarterbacked by Kirk Cousins, so... Definitely not an elite team. Then. But five, five, five and one that was their only loss so far. I was just about to say, would <sighs> I would definitely expect them to put the Eagles to the sword. So the, on on um, on another podcast that is available on other you know sites that is not the CookieCast.com, But then again, why you're listening to other podcasts? Let's be honest. Um, they uh, they asked the question of what would Kirk Cousins have to do. To win the uh, the MVP, and I believe the answer was given was be the only player playing in the NFL. Or basically, he has to throw like a hundred touchdowns in the season or something like that. He'd have to put up astronomical numbers to give him the chance of it. And yeah, that's probably not wrong. To be fair. Uh, in week three, the Eagles took on the Washington Commanders. Next. <laughs> uh, week four, they had the Jags, which on paper was potentially a bit of a tricky one because at that point the Jags had had a little bit of something going. Yeah. Um, week five, they, they played the, 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 the Cardinals. Shall, shall, shall we move on? Moving on. We probably should, yes. <laughs> And then, obviously, this week, just gone, they had their toughest game of the season against the Cowboys and kind of made the Cowboys look very ordinary, to be honest with you. So, Not super elite opponents, but not all no. opponents by any means. No, absolutely not. So, diving back into the stats. Speaking of rookie quarterbacks, the Pittsburgh Steelers' Kenny Pickett notched his first NFL win by helping to orchestrate an upset of Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, it was a pricey triumph for Pickett, who suffered a concussion in the third quarter. Give Steelers vet Mitchell Trubisky some credit too, after he completed nine of his 12 passes for 144 yards and a touchdown in relief of Pickett. It was easily the best performance in a Steelers uniform for Trubisky, who was benched two weeks ago. Did anyone see the New York Jets, who are now 4-2? and two? Beating the staggering Green Bay Packers. Green Bay lost consecutive regular season games for the first time since Matt LaFleur became the head coach in 2019. A little bit of a ridiculous stat. The Jets and Giants, 4-2 and 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 5-1 respectively, have now equaled or exceeded last year's win total. Both clubs were 4-13 in 2021 the G-Men upset the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday and finally for me oh no we've 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 just mentioned Mr. Kirk Cousins so we're going to have to talk about his Vikings unfortunately how about some love for the Vikes defence I can get on board with that he's got nothing to do with the the defence so I'm all about giving the Vikes defence some love how about some love for the Vikes defence which produced six sacks and three turnovers in Sunday's 24-16 win over the Miami Dolphins. When you've got those kind of big players, you can live with surrendering 458 yards. That's some huge numbers, and yet they still only conceded 16 points. That's pretty outrageous. That's it for me. Moving on to James. All right, so back to the, on the quarterbacks or the carousel. So, memorable Sunday for Colts QB Matt Ryan. Uh, he finally established a franchise record with 42 completions. And his final throw was a 32-yard touchdown with just 17 seconds to go, uh, giving them the win over the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, with 37, sorry, 34 points to 27. Um, his old team jumped into them. The Atlanta Falcons stunned the San Francisco 49ers 28-14. And stunned the rest of us by having a share of the NFC South lead in mid-October. I'm not sure many of us would have picked that at the start of the year. 
think uh, first first pick sort of territory was uh, was what we were expecting. Oh, speaking of teams that are probably living up to expectations, Washington Commanders QB Carson Wentz improved to seven and zero on Thursday night games after an ugly twelve seven defeat of the almost equally inept Chicago Bears. Unfortunately for Wentz, he fractured his finger on the passing hand and could miss up to six weeks. Poor chap. Uh, and in their first game without fired K- coach Matt Rule, the Carolina Panthers, sitting currently on 1-5, and five, didn't score an offensive touchdown in Sunday's 24-10 loss to the Rams. Uh, they were forced to empty their fourth-string quarterback, sorry, employee, their fourth-string quarterback, Joe, Jacob Eason, not a name I have ever had on my radar, and generated all of eight first downs and sent one of their better players, Robbie, Robbie, well, Robbie Anderson, to an early shower, followed by a trade to the Cardinals. I think that's kind of where you go now if you're particularly naughty. It's like the NFL naughty step. thought it was the books that was the NFL naughty step. That trade... Bit of a strange one for me because obviously the Cardinals are getting D Hop back this week. It's looking like Hollywood's out for six weeks plus. Ah, uh, I see. But still, yeah, we got yeah Rondell's playing well. I don't know. Bit of depth. I can't see him actually making much impact. I saw a thing that was saying that he requested a trade in the tunnel. After being well, from I, the I remember just seeing on on game uh, on uh, red zone that you could see that during the game he was chirping away. So something definitely didn't look as if it was right. So it wouldn't surprise me if he'd sort of asked for a move whilst whilst the game was going on. I should have just taken his shirt off and stormed off. Seems to be the way of doing things. Start start doing some star jumps through the exactly. end. Exactly. <laughs> the only way to resign now. Oh. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I believe, was that the last of your stats there, Sergio? It was indeed, yep. All done with there my stats. Are, ladies and gentlemen. Your stats for week six. Done and dusted. All that's left to do is for us to move on to week seven. But before we do that, we are just going to take a small, small break to recompose ourselves until we can be in the optimal location for making selections in week seven but don't go anywhere because we'll be right back recording in progress she isn't wrong and we are back but obviously to you guys we never truly left so we've done week six we've wrapped it up with a neat little bow on top we come to week seven's games and we open week seven with please God, some excitement on Thursday night football. Please. It's been the last two weeks have been absolutely awful. So can we at least get something from the Saints travelling to the desert to take on Mr. Forrester Gray's Arizona? Cardinals. Myself and Andy have both placed our picks for this one. James, how do you see this one going? Well, we've got a new kicker, so that might help. The the, gla- the bespectacled legend himself, Rodrigo Blankenship, just signed today. I know. Ooh. So now be able, is that because all of six points on? <laughs> now is that because Prey is injured, or have they just decided just to get rid? No, Prey has been injured, so we've had, oh, Amadola the last couple oh, of not been great. I do apologise. So is that, the, is that the second team that Amandola's been dropped by this season? Could be, yeah. Was he, on the, was he on the Chiefs at some point earlier in the season? That rings a bell. Um, but, so, um, so new, new kicker in town, will it, uh, will it provide some uh, much-needed uh, spark for the, for the offence? <laughs> Um, probably not, but I think we can squeak it out against the Saints at home. So you're going for the Cardinals? Yeah. Although apparently the last couple of weeks there have been more away fans than there have home fans at the uh, Arrowhead. Not Arrowhead, I'm sorry, at the uh, stadium. So. The State Farm. State Farm, that's your chance. State Farm. So we're going, we're going Cardinals? Yes, Homer pick, but I... Do you know what? It may be the Homer pick, but it's also the pick... 
of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's a clean sweep across the board. All three of us have gone for the Cardinals to get the win over the Saints. Obviously, none of us are thinking that Taysom Hill's got it in him to have another four-touchdown kind of game. Even though, as an owner of him in fantasy, that would be spectacular. But anyway, we move on. The next game sees the Cleveland Browns taking on the former Cleveland Browns in the Baltimore Ravens. Indeed. I don't know if you've made our picks for all these, so it's just down to you, James. I will just go straight to the Ravens on that one. Get right game. Yeah. You'll be shocked to hear, ladies and gentlemen, that it is another across-the-board pick. We have also picked the Ravens to get the win in this game. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Carolina Panthers. Dare I suggest this may be another get-right game? Well, I don't think I can go for the Panthers, because uh, it's got to be the uh, Buccaneers at this point. Uh, I think we've found the answer to the who is the worst team in the NFL in season 2022-2023. Just wait till they sell all their good players as well. Sadly, it is not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, the the, the the Panthers, I think we may be... This was probably said in a group chat, but I think we said the Panthers do not look good. And at this point, they're nowhere near a Super Bowl, so they might as well trade away anything that's, de- that's decent. They're only going to be holding Christian McCaffrey back for the next four or five years. Trade him, get his wages off the off the sort of the salary cap. Precisely. And Fire just rebuild. So I won't be surprised to see him go within the next couple of weeks. Uh, yep. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think this one's a wee bit closer, but probably still going to go for Bengals on that one. Yeah. Four games in. Four picks exactly the same. <laughs> probably closer than you'd think. The Falcons, as as was mentioned in the stats, top of the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Not a position a lot of people thought they'd be in. Marcus uh, Mariota, dare I say, is actually a functional quarterback. He's quite thought? competent, isn't he? Man, man, Lam- who would have thought this phenomenon? Yeah, me and Lamb were talking about this at the weekend and saying he looks and plays completely different to how he played previously. And like you just said, he looks actually competent. You know, you remember when he like burst onto the scene and was like, oh my God, who's this guy? And then just went off the boil. Well, obviously he came into the, he came into the league as a second overall pick. And it was the fact that he was drafted second behind another Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Yeah. So you had two Heisman winners in the same draft, which was quite unheard of really. That they, they, they went one and two overall. Yeah, um, and his first his first couple of years with the Titans weren't terrible, but no. I think I think he, was it a case of he got benched in the end because of injury rather than talent. He kept having lots of niggling little injuries, didn't he? They yeah. kept him off the, off the field. I, I, I can't remember if it was just a case of he got injured and Tannehill came in and just did well, so they just decided to stick with him and obviously got to the playoffs and almost got to the Super Bowl, which was. Ridiculous, but indeed it was. Um, anyway, we move on to the Detroit Lions traveling to Jarrah World to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dak should be back all of, by all accounts. I reckon that's that's gonna be a good high scoring game. It's gonna be like fantasy gold that one, but uh, yeah, Cowboys are playing well. The defense is key for the minute, even when the offense isn't quite ticking along. So, Cowboys. Yep. Did, did anybody see the uh, the Tony Romo prediction for the uh, the Bills Chiefs game? Yeah, the guy is clearly from the future and just coming back and just it, it's Tony Romo's world and we're just living in it. Yeah, so we say. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely crazy. For those who haven't seen it, if you uh, if you search for it on Twitter, you will be able to find in the first quarter of the game a clip of Tony Romo saying. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be an all-out scoring game, blah, 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 blah. It's going to be the sort of game that finishes 24-20, which was the exact score that it finished to the Bills. Yeah, crazy. The, uh, the, guy's, the guy's an absolute genius, let's be honest. Next up, we have the New York Giants taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you'd be mad to, to bet against a 5-1 uh, team, wouldn't you? So, let's go Giants. Ride this out. I swear, I, I honestly thought we were getting the swerve there. I was like, you'd be, you have to be crazy 
to pick against the Giants. <laughs> to put me down and for I'm the like a fox, mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just uh, not that creative. Has, he has picked the Giants, and again, ladies and gentlemen, we have a consensus pick across the board. We have yet to have any differences of opinions. Next up, interconference game where the Indianapolis Colts will take on the Tennessee Titans. Ooh, so this one is tricky. Colts seem to be picking it up last week. Titans bit up and down. I think this is a complete coin toss, this one. Um, Taylor's back. Let's have Colts. It's taken seven games, but we have our first difference of opinion. Both myself and Andy have given the Titans the home field advantage on this one, whereas obviously James has gone for the Colts. So... We want to Landover, Maryland, where we have the Washington Commanders at home to a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. He does have a habit of next week, like, really going off, doesn't he? Although, so two, two home games in a row he's lost, so... Oh, no, Commanders are just all over the place, so Packers... Yeah. No shocks there. We've all gone for the Packers on that one. Um, like you say, obviously, technically the Packers had lost back-to-back home games. Obviously, the first one was in London, so you'd maybe give them a little bit of leeway on that one. But, I mean, the stats of the stats, obviously, is technically goes down as a home game, so you still have to count it. Um, next up, we have everyone's, everyone's surprise pick of the season, the New York Jets, travelling to Denver to take on... Uh, the uh, the riding Broncos. <sighs> yes, uh, for the, all food poisoning for whatever Russ is cooking on those ones. So Jets for me, which is not something I thought I'd be saying at the start nope. of the season. Nope, don't think they did. I think even if you go back to the first episode of this podcast, I believe uh, the words that fell out of Mr. Cook's mouth were, so in the picks, when we just do the pickums or the, uh, the, the side bet picks, it'll be like, so which team's playing the Jets this week? And I just have those little bad boys. Yeah, yeah and I and I not... and I absolutely stand by what I said at that point in time because we were talking about the Jets. I I can't see what you mean there because technically we were talking about the Joe Flacco Jets, and let's be honest, the Joe Flacco Jets were pretty horrific. Yeah, they're so... a different beast, aren't they? We'll move on, ladies and gentlemen, to the Houston Texans taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. So, still got Devontae somehow dodging, like, going to jail for beating a man up. So, we'll take the Raiders on that one. Yeah, again, we have all picked the Raiders on that one. We have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, apart from last week, Hawks seem to be doing... Obviously, they won, but they did look great. <sighs> now, nah, let's go Chargers on that one. It's another, it's another consensus one. Everyone's all in on the Chargers. But like you say, the actually decent. Geno Smith, again, another guy who is looking like a functional, like, operational quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, know? bad last week, but I think that there was just an absolute car crash of a game. So. Yeah, it, wasn't, it didn't look like a great game. Obviously, and not, a, not an awful lot of... Um, Eyes were on that game as a lot of people were probably focusing more on uh, events that were taking place in Kansas City, um, but yeah, not not the uh, not one for the purists, shall we say? No. So three games left. Uh, a repeat of the Super Bowl from 2020, where we have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers. As you said earlier, Niners seem to win those games they're not meant to, but hey, you know what? Stick us down for the Niners. Interesting. Just a bit of, a, a bit of controversy. They are at yeah, home. So that should be at least three torn ACLs for the Chiefs. Watch back next week, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see. <laughs> uh, yes, myself and Andy have both gone for the Chiefs on this one. I think that's, can, oh, that's only because... Does Patrick Mahomes lose two games in a row? It probably, probably doesn't not. that often. Nah, just, just being contrarian at this point. Well, no harm in that. No harm in that at all. We move <laughs> on to 
to the Sunday night football in the first of our two primetime games. So, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Miami Dolphins. Are there any QBs left on these two teams? Actually, Tua should be back, shouldn't he? I, I think saw... Tua's at the point where he will clear. I saw a press conference saying call? that um, Tua should, should be returning. Right, let's go the Dolphins then. Start like Steelers can pull that off twice. Or pull the big sort of exciting win off twice in a row. So you and you and Andy have both gone for the Dolphins here. I've gone for the Steelers just because something's not right with the Dolphins at the minute. I know the two is out, but one one like I was gonna say one player to make a team, but when it's the quarterback, it, it kind of does. And obviously the ad was <sighs> Teddy Bridgewater. Did he did he start the game on Sunday? No, it was Skyler Skyler or something. So it was the third string quarterback. Yeah. Did he get pulled because of injury then? Oh. Because I'm yeah. sure I saw Teddy at some point. Could have just come off a relief and change of pace Maybe. sort of stuff. I was convinced that Teddy was there like for more than a couple of snaps. So would have been. the only reason I've picked the Steelers here is because I've got more sort of confidence that the, the quarterbacks are more settled role for them. So that's the only reason I've picked the Steelers. <laughs> to be honest with you. We finish up with a Monday Night Football fiesta. And I don't know how this has been allowed to happen. But for the second week in a row, the team, one of the teams that was in the Thursday night football the week before, has managed to get basically a mini buy and get the Monday night game. As we've got the Bears taking on the New England Patriots. Uh, why? Man. Oh, why? Oh, why? Do the Bears keep getting put in prime time slots? <laughs> who? Is there someone in the is there someone in the NFL who just like he's a he's a closet like wrestling fan or somebody just trying to drive people towards Monday Night Raw or something like that? And they just keep putting terrible games on in the same slot. Uh, yeah, yeah they just anyway. Like, uh, oh. yeah, defense is not going to let Bears do the Bears do very much at all. I know there was that. Actually, they seem to be getting it together. There was a stat that we actually gave on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was that I think. Um, was it Cooper Cup had the same number of receptions as Justin Fields had completions? Dear. Uh, so it just well he's, he's just not confident airing the ball out. He's, he's he's much more confident running the ball. And unless, let, let's be honest, in, in this league, unless you're Lamar Jackson, you are not going to get away with that. So, yeah, no surprises. We've all picked the Patriots in this one. So, that is the week 14, week 14, that's wishful thinking, week 7, it's because there's 14 games, that's why I've got 14 on the, on the brain, that is the, week, that is the week 7 picks done across the board, so all that's left to do is for myself and Mr Cook to pick our four absolute bankers each for this week, obviously because Mr Cook is still behind, we will allow him the choice to either go first or to defer and make me pick first. So, I don't like this week. This week has too many games that you look at and you go, that's an absolute banker. Or is it? And, it, and, and there's too much it? of a... But, with my first pick for week seven, I'm going to roll the dice and say, not three weeks... Not three weeks on the bounce. The Green Bay Packers will defeat the Washington Commanders. Probably going to have to regret that. It's not. It's not a horrendous pick, is it? Let's be let's let's be brutally honest. Isn't it's, it? Uh, isn't it? It's one of the more uh, it's one of the more safe picks of. Uh, of is uh, it of the side bet? In theory, right? My two. Mm -mm -mm. I mean, 
Oh, you've left this. Oh, oh, you've left this just dangling out there for me to snap up, Mister Cook. You should feel ashamed of yourself. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the other game I'm looking at. To beat the floundering Panthers. Yeah. I mean, is it is it too easy to say the Panthers lose every game between now and the end of the season? My second selection. I'll go for the Raiders to beat the Texans. Mm, nice pick. Now I know this. I know, I know this team has been a little, you know, never count them out and all of that. But I am going to say that the New York Giants, with their incredible form at the moment, are going to defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like it. I was going to pick the Giants and then saw that the Jags are at home, so I think that might just give a little bit of needle to that game, a little bit of edge. I still think the Giants will win, but yeah. Your third pick. Maybe a weird one, because I'm going to pick against the team that I would always say never count them out, but the Baltimore Ravens to defeat the Cleveland Browns. So... I did look at that one. The Ravens are at home. The only reason I didn't pick it is because these two teams legitimately hate each other. So you're never going to get a, like a, a, a nice sort of comfortable game on either side of that one. So it's one of those games where literally anything can happen. It's the old classic derby game. You know, form book goes out the window. Players will be trying to hurt each other. If it was the Steelers playing it, obviously Miles uh, Miles Garrett would be trying to like you know brain someone with their own helmet and stuff like that. So, um, right. So just my two, and then Andy's final pick to go. <laughs> I will have. Oh, it's not a lot, is it? I'll go for the Cowboys. the Lions. Do you know something? That was the first game I was going to pick right up until the point that I went uh, Dak's supposed to return, isn't he? So, uh, <laughs> In uh, a kind of weird I'm way. I'm good, thanks. Obviously, Cooper Rush was doing really, really well and Jerry's been very sort of vocal in his, in his sort of accounts that no, Dak's still the starter. When he's fit, he'll come back in and in a kind of weird way, them losing was kind of good for Jerry Jones in a sort of weird way. But, mm, I don't know. So I have one more game to pick. I don't like it, but I'm going to go for the Titans at home to the Colts. Well, the rest you... are all just a bit... Ugh. If you don't like that one, I'm going to like this one even less because I feel that uh, going with the Los Angeles Chargers to beat a Russell Wilson-less Seattle Seahawks somehow feels wrong to say it, but from a, from a points perspective, I do think it's going to be up there. So... There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the side bet picks for this week. Andy has the Green Bay Packers to beat the Washington Commanders. New York Giants to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Baltimore Ravens to beat the Cleveland Browns. And the Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Seattle Seahawks. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Panthers. The Las Vegas Raiders to beat the Houston Texans. The Dallas Cowboys to beat the Detroit Lions and the Tennessee Titans to beat the Indianapolis Colts. That, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of week six roundup, week seven preview on the NFL Cookie Cast Laces Out podcast. Just want to thank Mr. James Forrester Gray for joining us. In this weekly sojourn through the National Football League. 
Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you have for we coming got, on. Have we got you back yeah. on this season? Are you on another time this season? I forget what the list said, if I'm honest with you. I forget what the list said. I should have looked. I didn't. Uh, not right. If I come on again, I shall be delighted to. Oh, week 11. Oh, crunch time. So we will see you then, and we'll have the opportunity to ask you whether you're standing by your Super Bowl picks and things like that. We shall see. There we go. That's uh, that's week six done. Week seven to come. Obviously, next week we'll be previewing a little uh, a little trip to uh, to Wembley, which. Not gonna lie, I've got mixed feelings, but we'll cover that next week. I'm sure by then we'll have a much better picture of what that game is going to look like. Now, is that game another two thirty kickoff, or are they keeping that one at six? No, I think it's it's at least two thirty, if not one thirty. Oh, are we at the uh, the clock change? I think the time. clock change kicks Ooh. in. Interesting. Maybe. Oh, no. That might be... Oh, hang on. No, we'll have to work it out. It might be... I can't work... I can't do it. I can't do it in my head. It might be that it's actually 2.30 here, but it's just an hour different in the States. We'll have to get someone on who's like, you know, more intelligent than me to actually work that one out. There's always a couple of weeks where the like the early game start of five, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. One one thirty is listed as kickoff. Fair enough. Thirtieth of October, kickoff. Enjoy it. It's a good day out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be a it's day. All right. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. As we said, thank you very much to Mister uh, Mister James there for joining us this week, and uh, for you lovely people, we'll be back in around about seven days. So, until then, tatty bye. So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done, another week of games gone, another week of games to come, another week of games to look forward to. Big thank you to this week's guest, the friendliest giant in town. Big thank you to you for listening and or watching. If I can just bother you for one last minute before we go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop in a review if you want to drop. Check out our website, it's thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button. And just share the podcast around. Share it around, people. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to CookieCast. Please make sure to like, share and subscribe. Subscribe.